Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Shifted Radio. I'm Mike, and today I'm joined again by my brother Dan. Dan, what's up? Mike, how's it going? I am great, thank you. How are you doing? I'm uh, doing well, progressing in the right direction, so that's good. a boy. How is the new year treating you? Um, so far, so good. Uh, we're what we're, we're we're a week in today, I guess, right? Seventh, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, how are you feeling? Ah, uh, great. Yeah, team got a win today, so that's uh, nice. It's always nice. Good. It's always good. Yeah, Sundays are uh, for the wins, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So today, I guess we'll uh, get right into it. Here, we might as well not waste any more time. People got places to be. Um, wanted to talk a little bit about in-season training and what the difference is between off-season training and how we maintain our bodies as athletes in-season because it's really different from what we do in the off-season. So uh, I guess I'll let you start. Yeah, this is a huge, huge topic. When you think about the way the game itself and I guess any sport really in the last, you know, even – 10, 20 years, uh, the way sure. it's come so far, you know, I know that guys in the, at the highest levels of, of hockey, for sure, they used to go into training camp to get into shape and they'd be, you know, hanging over the boards and, you know, getting their, <laughs> catching their breath and getting their wind, you know, in the couple of weeks leading up to the season. And now it, it's definitely a, a, a full-time job all year round. So a lot of, a lot of science goes into, you know, being able to, to peak at the right times. It's also a different kind of category, I think, because, you know, if you're a boxer or, you know, a performance athlete, you know, that that's performing once every month or once every couple of months or you have time and there's more of a buildup towards one night, which is a lot more pressure, but also doesn't give you enough of a, an outlet to recover and have more chances at success. So it's kind of you're working into a sustained peak. That's the way it always made sense in my mind. Um, and so the way you train in the off season has a lot more to do with preparing your your joints and your your muscle fibers and your your bone structure to withstand those heavy loads and forces, and then working into more dynamic movements and eventually into to power and, and speed and get you moving in the right direction quickly and being able to recover so that all season long, you know, you're not feeling as tired and you're able to, to catch your breath a little quicker and you're able to deliver that oxygen to your muscles that much quicker and recover that much quicker because, you know, you're practicing every day, you're, you're playing you know, four or five you know, nights out of, out of the week, or you're playing two or three nights in a row you need to be able to recover even in the, over the course of one game, you know, you might have a lot more opportunity and responsibility on any given night. And you're able to, to play every second shift or every third shift and it gets taxing after a while. So the quicker you're able to recover, you know, the better you are able to perform and, and the more success you'll, you'll end up having. Yeah. It's really a progression for sure. And it's imperative that we have, good proper planning that goes into uh, our seasons because let's face it we're already preparing for the following season you know right after we're finished with uh, this upcoming or this current season so it's really important that we we plan these steps and these stages out and that's what that's what having a good uh, athletic coach in the summertime, like a trainer, or if you're doing on your doing it on your own and you're following some sort of guide, um, you know whatever you are doing, uh, it's just important that you have the know-how of what to do, and you have the proper plan in place. Because once you have that plan in place, it's easy to always refer back to it and keep you focused. That way you can see that the marks that you're trying to hit and then you can check those marks off and then, you know, at least you're making some progress forward. Um, when it comes to the day to day sort of training, um, it's important to have that, uh, those 
goals in mind or that plan in mind, but that's less important than having the week to week thing in mind. Like, for example, you know, I guess, well, let's, let's just break it down. Let's just go with, you know, how we do it in the summertime versus what we do uh, in season. So um, take us through like the, the off season, just, you can just do it very generally and we'll talk more about in season and we'll leave for the off season stuff for later. But yeah. what's sort of like an off season plan look like just a very generalized quick, uh, well, touch on it. Okay. Well, yeah, you're definitely leading. You want to make it so that it's extremely transparent where the athlete can see what they're building towards and they know how to exert themselves properly and how to recover and fuel themselves properly for the weeks coming. So, it's going to usually start with some base building, a lot of preparatory work, a lot of, you know, functional movement, a lot of complete range of motion to start with. That way you're getting, like I said before, you're getting your joints ready for the stresses that are coming after with, you know, heavy lifts or Olympic lifts and straight sets and, um, you know, supersets and that kind of thing. Once you get your, your body ready, for those to handle those loads you know you're going to progress into a lot more strength training which is going to encompass you know like i said straight sets supersets lifting and getting yourself the mass that you're that you're looking towards building um into that once you're able to carry those loads and execute with that weight you're going to be working into recovery so that way it's more of a power standpoint that you're coming from. So that way you're, you're moving things. Power is essentially fast strength. So the quicker Mm -hmm. you can move an object, the more powerful of an athlete you are. A lot more body weight sets, uh, light, maybe moderate to lightweight and you're moving things quickly. When you get into speed near the end of the summer, it's a lot more about, you know, high quality reps and sets as opposed to just, you know, monotonous work and, and just maximal effort, which comes you know, in the weeks previously. So the, the speed and, and the performance is going to have to do with, you know, a lot more recovery as opposed to just working and resting. You know, you might, your work to rest ratio might be, you know, one to three or one to four. And that way you're, like I said, your reps and sets are higher quality. You're feeling a lot better in the weeks leading up to the season. And, you know, you're ready to, to take charge through the winter. For sure. For sure. And this is all done over the course of the summer. Uh, like we said, like the, the general athlete uh, or the general hockey uh, off season is for professionals anyways, is anywhere from the middle of April until the beginning or middle of September. So there's some, there's some time there to make some gains and to, you know, do all that. And like I said, it's important to have that plan in place. So once we get into September and then training camp rolls around, um, a lot of times the training, uh, you're, you're trying to get to a place where you're peaking in September for the training camp. And this, it, it's kind of, uh, there's a paradox here because you want to be peaking because especially if you're someone who's fighting for a job or wants to earn a job uh, at the NHL level or at the AHL level or whatever, whatever team you're going for and you want to earn a spot, you definitely want to go into camp feeling your best and you want to have a great showing. So that plan that we talked about before has to have that in mind. Like that's the ultimate end goal for that plan. uh, If you want to, if you're if you're looking to make a squad, if you're already knowing that you're going to be playing somewhere, it's a little less important to have that peak. It's important because you want to show well for sure. But we're athletes; we play our entire season, so we want to train to be athletes. We want to train to be hockey players. So, for me, I found that it was less important to stress out about one particular time uh, as opposed to I wanted to be ready for what the season had to offer me. And 
when I look back in my career and, and what I feel now, especially as we're in January, um, is that this, this time now from January until the playoffs is a time when I find that I see a lot of athletes burn out and I see them get kind of frustrated and bored uh, with their training programs or they just generally lose interest and they, they find that, you know, they're not being challenged because, you know, in the summertime we're challenged, you know, we're lifting heavy weights or we're doing quick sprints. And in the season, it's all about maintenance. And if you have some time, you might be able to mix in a couple strength days, but mostly it's about sustaining what we did in the off season. And I find that summer training is really beneficial for me uh, in January and February and March because I feel like uh, the training protocols that I put in place in the summertime, I'm really feeling their benefits now when I see the other guys losing interest or maybe losing motivation. And the plan that I was on has allowed me to stay sort of um, mentally tough enough, I guess, to keep going. I don't know, resilient? No, definitely there's definitely a military feel to what we do uh, in the summer and there has been for, for years and years now, I I would say. And the Dennis effect. Yeah. You know, stripping (laughs) yourself down to bare bones in the summer and just really kicking your own butt all summer long. It leaves me at least feeling like I'm prepared for almost anything. So when it comes time for, you know, those classic, you know, training camp, uh, testing sessions or, you know, bag skating or conditioning drills. I, I feel like as though I'm, I'm ready for whatever it takes. And, you know, for a lot of players out there, no matter what kind of position you're in, I think that everyone has their own, their own quirks. And some guys just don't like to, you know, train. They don't like to put the emphasis on dryland training or, or this or that, but it is becoming increasingly important because the leagues at the highest levels, they're getting more and more athletic year after year. And guys are just flat out better athletes and not only better, you know, hockey players, they're just, they're they're more functional athletes. They're better conditioned. So you're either in or you're in the way at that point. What, What I feel is if you're in better shape and you're able to withstand more, you're able to recover quicker, you know, you're, you're not, you're not getting as tired. And from that point, your natural skill and and the ability that you've worked for with your, your skating and your stick handling and and all, all your skillful attributes will be able to show through if you're not as tired and if you're able to perform at a high rate day after day. Exactly. You hit the nail right on the head. The, the, The main importance, the main thing that, that training and being fit does for us is, is it allows us to be um, hockey players longer. So what I mean by that is, you know, if you can go out and perform at your best for 30 seconds straight and you do that over the course of uh, of a game and you're playing 15 minutes a night, well, that's good. Um, if you can go for 40 seconds, that's better. If you can go for 50 seconds, that's even better. I mean, it just it just depends uh, on what your your identity is on the team, um, but having those uh, physical attributes to be able to do that kind of stuff and and be athletically fit, it just gives you more opportunity to show your skill set, and that's how they can work together. Um, when we talk about adding the mental part of it in there, is you want to be able to work yourself past the point of your comfort zone because once you start training camp, the comfort zone is gone. Like there's no, there's no time for you to feel comfortable anymore because there is literally people walking around you and skating around you all day long that are as good an athlete or better than you most of the time. Um, So you really have to raise your level and you have to push yourself beyond what you think you can do uh, just to be able to 
find yourself, you know, especially at NHL camp, to be able to like not look out of place or to to make your mark. Like if you're trying to make a squad, you 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 really want to make a good mark there. So having that fitness level is going to be just something that's going to allow you to do more things with your abilities, your hockey specific abilities. Right. I think what the the two major factors in my opinion and in most people's opinion that will affect a player's success year to year comes down to two vital things. I think confidence and, you know, hockey IQ is a, is a different animal, but um, we're not really talking about that today. That's obviously a big part, but confidence is, you know, the, I think is the be all and end all of, of a player. If you have, you know, a B level prospect that feels as though he is, an elite player, he's going to perform well. And if you have an A-level prospect that doesn't feel very strong or doesn't feel like he's performing at his highest level, then he's not going to perform very well. I think that if you push yourself, like you said, past your own comfort zone, you know, push your own boundaries in the summer and, and in the off season, and, you know, you show yourself week after week that you're able to withstand things that you didn't think you were able to, then when it comes time for the season, you know, you get into those those dog days of the season or you're in a slump or you just, you know, you're in the coach's doghouse for whatever reason, you know secretly that you'll be able to, to come out of it on top because of the confidence and the the resiliency that you've built up through, you know, stone-cold effort. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And that's that's what you learn in the summertime when you – you know, you're doing these, these standstill exhaustion and beyond. Um, but when it comes down to the season, now let's talk a little bit about in-season training. Um, so from my perspective, what I like to do is anytime we have at least three game, three days between, uh, between games, I like to make sure that I'll get at least some strength work in so that – let's say we play today on Sunday and we don't have another game until Thursday. I want to make sure that if tomorrow is a day off on the Tuesday, I want to come and I want to do some, some sort of strength work so that I can help my body. First of all, to feel better from, from like recovering from the game still and from the day off. And I want to get my body back to you know feeling kind of good i want to let wednesday be the day where i do some core and some some you know mechanical things and and like some activating some specific uh or targeting some specific muscle groups uh, mostly but i want to do some strength work on tuesday so that i have the wednesday to recover i have the thursday to kind of start you know getting back into that rhythm for, for the game that night. So I want to make sure that I'm still doing strength work because if I don't, uh, it does, it's not heavy strength work. It's just very, very moderate stuff just to kind of maintain. But if I don't, then, you know, all, the only work that I'd be getting is just skating around or right. Like that, that's not really strengthening. That's, that's cardio. That's, uh, aerobics that's that's uh just training your your heart to pump better which is definitely important and it's it's great like we're getting exercise every day which is amazing and that's that's really important but when you want to talk about performing at a high level and optimally strength work is so important that you can't neglect that during the season because it's really really important to get that in so that you can maintain and it helps with uh total body function yeah, absolutely. I think guys get caught in a trap sometimes where they think that if they do too much lifting, they're, they're going to be too bulky during the season and they won't be able to, to move around. Or if they do you know, too much cardio or things like that, then they're going to be too tired for game day. I think it's it's a matter of, of, of timing it. And, you know, Mike, you, you came up through a, a major junior system and and I went the other way, you know, I was, I was brought up through a, a college, you know, regimented system where we knew we were playing Friday, Saturday, every week. 
And so our weeks were a lot more progression based where, you know, Monday, Wednesday was automatically a, a lift and it's not, I wouldn't say it was, you know, the heaviest weights we were, we were pushing week after week, especially in the middle of the season. But at the same time, we weren't exactly regressing. We were working to, to progress and, and make sure that our recovery was adequate enough where, you know, we were peaking Friday and Saturday, but also that we weren't losing what we had worked so hard for in the off season. I think it all, there's many different variables. Uh, like I said for sure. time again, if, if you're a player that is, you know, playing and you need to feel a certain way, then it's going to come down to you doing what you need to do properly. But the science definitely will back the, the fact that you need to, you need to progress. You, you, if you're not progressing, if you're not maintaining, then you're essentially just working until your gas tank is on empty and you're just saying, okay, from August or September all the way until April, I'm just going to kind of skate and stay light enough where I'm going to see how long my training will last. Where I think the most important thing is to keep being an athlete and keep striving to be better and better week after week. Because right. the, 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 the efforts you put in in July and August, you will see those in the fall, in October, in November, in December. You know, the, the efforts that you put in in September and October, you're going to see those in January and February and into your playoff push and into, you know, a championship run, hopefully. And the, the only way to do that is to, to maintain your thirst for progression and not just say, I'll rely on what I've done in the, the last, you know, you know, six, seven months ago, because that's not ideal. That's not realistic. Right. It's like, you know, just like you said, you want to, you want to give yourself some some uh, some gas every once in a while, right? Like punching that card to to check off that you've pushed this amount of weights this month, this month or this week or today. It's just going to help refuel you. And you know, if you do it correctly, it's it's really going to help energize you and and help you push through. You know, like to win your one on one battles. You know, to win puck races. You know, th this is when, this is when you win those those battles. Is when you're you're stronger than the other guy, you know, or stronger than the other girl. Like it's just, it's just how it is. Like you're you're gonna win your your battles, which start they start in the gym for sure, and then they translate to on the ice, right? So it's very very much uh, cause and effect, in my opinion, and it's just it's just everything like everything kind of works together it can't it can't just be one or the other like it's not just the off-season training or in-season training or off-ice training or just like it's not like just the on-ice training and and just the video sessions it's it's all of it together always all the time it's we're we're human beings and we have many senses and we have them for a reason because they're all designed to help us get through life and to, you know, to, to survive. And when we want to talk about performing optimally, like if you want to talk about playing in the national hockey league, you, you don't just get there by accident. You get there with like outworking literally almost everyone else on the planet in, in the hockey arena, you get there, by putting in work that no one else is willing to do. And even any other, any other professional hockey team, like you have to outwork a lot of other people to get there. So it's not an easy road. And the guys or the girls, they, they know what they're getting themselves into when they're, when they're doing this kind of stuff, when they're choosing to be athletes and you can see in their results, right? Like yeah. athletes that play a long time, you know, Generally speaking, they've done something right to keep themselves, you know, physically, mentally uh, fit. And like, it's a, it's really a holistic way now, nowadays, for sure. And I've seen how it's changed so much since I was first a pro in 2006. But, you know, from, from when 
hockey fitness first started, uh, I remember when I was a kid, I would go and train and I was probably, you know, I was, I was 12 years old and I, I was going to rehab for, uh, falling on my knee and I chipped a bone in my knee and I had this Osgood Slatter's thing syndrome in my knee where basically the, my shin bone was growing a little bit too quickly. So I was in rehabbing at a physio place and I saw a poster on the, on the wall said, come to our March break camp. So I asked my dad, I'm like, Hey, can I go? He's like, yeah, sure. So I went to that camp. It was great. Had a great time. Uh, I was in season. So, you know, but the March during the March break, we didn't have, we had like a couple games, but you know, during the day I went to go train. I went for a couple hours there and then I said, you know what? I want to do this a little more. So can we do this in the summertime? So we started training twice a week. Uh, down at the gym and then our trainer Dennis uh, got to know us and we continued on uh, from there and that's how I got started with like athletics and when I was 12 years old that was probably 1998 yeah it was 1998 that I would have first started all this and uh, I would go there and I would see Eric Lindros training and and to me Eric was like one of the first guys to come into the NHL as like this physical specimen and he could dominate the game with skill. He could dominate it with athletics. He could dominate it by just being a physical presence. Like he, he's one of the first for me to be like a, like a, an overall athlete. And I was really fortunate to be able to see this guy in the gym uh, as a young kid. And he, that was, I was so impressionable. And, and that has been my mentality since that, since that time, since I was 12 years old. And I'm, you know, I've been with that trainer, Dennis, since then, and I'm 31 now. So uh, there's a reason why you, you know, I stuck around with Dennis because he, he definitely knows what he's doing. And, and I definitely was liking what, you know, what I was getting year after year. And it's just a progression from summer to summer. You know, the season is just a part of the progression of the summer and the summer is just a part of progression of the season. So if we can work towards building our, our goals up, we can get better year after year. And that's what the real designated plan is. It's not a short term, like, Hey, let's work on this summer. I, I find that a lot of, uh, a lot of trainers out there, they're working on athletes uh, to try to get the most bang for their buck in one summer. And they're trying to give them all this stuff to do. And they're really, they're loading them up on, you know, different things and they're, they're confusing them when athletes need a long-term approach because it's their careers, right? This is, this is our livelihoods now. Like this is what we do for a living. This is how we put food on the table and, you know, to go to someone who's going to have a short-term approach and yeah, we might get some benefit from it, but in the long term, what are we getting from it? That's when you need to really, understand who you're dealing with and that's when the plan really needs to be laid out and you need to know what you're dealing with and what you're trying to work towards yeah absolutely i think that if you're out there and you're listening i i guarantee that you're striving for you know your peak performance and any athlete that's working into elite levels or working in in you know the minor hockey circles and just just starting out and wanting to progress. Anybody is looking to be the best version of themselves. And I firmly believe that the only way to do that is to be as confident as possible. And a very straightforward, I'm not going to say easy because it's, it's challenging work and it, it's, it's going to be a test week after week, but a straightforward approach to becoming confident is putting the work in, whether that's, on the mm-hmm. off season or the in season and are a combination of both. I think when you, you know, you can, you can rest your head at, at night and, and say that you, you did what you had to do that day and not necessarily, I'm not going to tell you, you need to, to win the day each and every single day because you know, it's a, it's a process. It's an odyssey and you have to just hang your hat on the fact that you're progressing in the right direction over the course of, the month and, and the season and, and, you know, the two or three seasons ahead and, and eventually your, your career that you're, 
progressing and each each year at a certain point you're a better athlete overall than you were the year before absolutely you know uh, you know i feel like yesterday morning i was waking up a 12 year old kid you know going to march break camp and then all of a sudden now i'm a 31 year old man in you know his 12th season of professional hockey right like it goes by really quick um but there are reasons why i'm still playing now and it it a large part of it has to do with the plan that was put in place when I was a kid, when I was younger. And, you know, the best advice that, you know, my trainer, Dennis, who was our trainer, by the way, sorry, uh, who Jen, that Dennis gave me as a kid was, you know, be a kid, learn, you know, when you're, when you're really young, like between 12, uh, 13, 14, 15 you know, once you get to like 16, 17, then you kind of have to make your mind up. But before then, you know, be an athlete, have fun, try everything. You know, if you're playing hockey in the winter, then do another sport in the summertime because it's going to get your mind away from, you know, hockey. And then it's going to give you some excitement for when the season starts again. Right. So that's been, you know, my mindset since then. And, Getting back into the in-season stuff now, um, a lot of the stuff that we pick up with Dennis and a lot of stuff he tells us to do in-season is, you know, a lot of maintenance stuff and just making sure that we're we're doing something. We're being active. We lift. We, you know, we get stuff going. We get ourselves going, get our bodies moving, right? So it's important to be able to pick the weights up and, you know, lift them and throw them around and, uh, just to give our bodies a little, um, a little gas, a little bit of fuel, so that we can go into our games and we can feel strong, and then we can go into the next game and feel strong, and then we can keep building on that and building and building, and it gives us something else to look forward to at the rink instead of just going look forward to practice. You know, like for me, going to the gym is just absolutely, you know, essential because. If you're doing well, great. You can look forward to going to the gym because it's easy because you want to be at the rink because everything's going well. When things aren't going your way at the rink and you go there and you just practice, like you're not looking forward to going there, first of all. You're stressed out of your mind. And then you're just waiting to go on the ice and you know that like you have no confidence at this point. So like what are you trying to – what are you waiting for? And then it just snowballs into something negative. Whereas if you have like a fitness plan to to follow – even if it's very, very basic, you have something to follow. It gives you something else to keep your concentration on and it takes your mind away from focusing on what's not going right. And then you can control what you do in the gym and you can control how much effort you put in. And then you can have a small win in the gym, right? And then you can take that to the ice for practice. And then you can be better because you're in a better frame of mind all because what? You just went to the gym and decided, Hey, I'm going to win the day today by going to the gym and, you know, crushing it. You don't have to lift, you don't have to do like 400 pound squats. But what I'm saying is you go there and you lift some stuff around you keep yourself active and fit. And it's important to progress, right? Cause the, the end goal of every season is to win the championship. And if you are set on winning a championship, then you're going to have to put in that work. And that work is on the ice, off the ice, video room, um, how you sleep. It's everything all together. But for the purpose of this show, we want to talk about the on ice or the off ice training in season. Um, you know, it's important to have that, those tools at your disposal. So Dan, what's a, what's a typical week look like? from let's do from i guess from monday to sunday like what what does it look like so you can do a college perspective then i'll do a junior perspective and then we'll both kind of mix and match and do pro okay all right well college first and foremost you're playing on the weekend uh, you're going to be looking at a a friday saturday game more more than likely um Sunday usually is an off day or an active recovery day. So we'll, we'll begin with, with Monday. Speaking strictly in terms of off-ice workouts, this is not uh, you know, about practicing or any, any of that implementation. Just talking about things in the gym. 
Um, Monday's going to be a bit of a, uh, will probably be the, the heaviest day of the week. Um, you're going to get in there, um, you know, get a, a good warm up in and make sure that you're, you're able to, uh, to hit a certain mark that maybe you were, you've been building towards in the weeks, in the weeks past. Um, it's going to be a lot more, you know, probably some, some super setting and some, uh, the heaviest lifts of the, of the week for sure. Um, if you feel you're, you know, tearing some muscle fibers and, uh, and, you know, working towards some gains for the week. Um, Tuesday might be a little bit of a, a lighter day, maybe some, some advanced cardio, some, some sprint work, um, to get your, your fast twitch muscle fibers going. Um, and you know, a, a good, a nice long stretch Wednesday is going to be, you know, you, you've had the rest of Monday and Tuesday to recover Wednesday. You might hit another lift, uh, you know, a general basic, maybe some body weight movement, um, a lot moderate to lightweight. You're going to be working through maybe a three or four station circuit, um, some higher higher reps, maybe lighter lighter weight. So your volume is still staying around the same, but you're working through higher range of motion and functional movement. Um, Thursday is going to be, you know, now we're going to start to to, to peak for for the weekend. Thursday is going to be a, a little bit, a lot lighter of a day. Um, you know, some active recovery along with practice, maybe, you know, some, some core work and a little bit of, of short cardio, but, you know, a nice long recovery session, whether it be, you know, in the cold tub or, or a bike flush or a nice long stretch, maybe a yoga session or something like that and, and get ready for, you know, to, to, to go to, to combat on Friday and Saturday and make sure that you're, you're peaking for the, the right days of the week. Okay. That's. That's pretty good. That sounds that sounds pretty pretty good. Um, in terms of junior schedule, the junior schedule like eighty five percent of the games are probably played between Thursday and Sunday, so it's another weekend league. Um, but there are opportunities to play on like Tuesday or Wednesday, so it just depends on what each week brings, right? And if you play on Thursday versus playing on Friday, uh, so. On a Monday, typically it's a day off because we've played Friday, Saturday, Sunday. So Monday would typically be a day off. So you can use that to recover and uh, do something, you know, fun for yourself and get your mind, you know, at ease and and to to help your whole body to relax and get your stress levels down from, you know, thinking about hockey all the time. Tuesday, when you're back at the rink. Um, in junior, a lot of the guys are still in high school, uh, or some of them will go to university and some of them, um, aren't doing either. So it's really different. So the team is kind of split up into different sections. Like I remember back when we used to do it, we used to have a, uh, the guys who weren't in school would meet up at 10 o'clock. Then the guys who were in university, um, like I wouldn't go to those all the time. Or if the guys were in high school, they wouldn't attend. Uh, we had practice at 3.30, so when the guys were done in school, everyone would meet there at the rink at around 3, 3.15 and just go right on the ice. And then what we would do is on Tuesdays, we'd have um, more of like a cardio session afterwards where we'd do like 10 bike sprints. So we'd, we'd ride the bike for like 20 minutes and we'd have like 10 bike sprints and then we'd have like a little circuit training afterwards just to do something active and lift some weights uh, on Wednesday, obviously depending on whether we have games, uh, if we didn't have games, same sort of thing, 10 o'clock, we just go there, ride the bike, uh, do a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say recovery, but some stretching and a lot of the same things that you would probably do on your second day. And then on the Thursday, we would probably do something like, you know, some ladder work or some quick feet or getting your, your, uh, your nervous system a little bit firing. Uh, you don't want to do too much cause you don't want to be too, um, overstimulated on Thursday that you can't, you can't channel that back into your, into your session on Friday to your game. Uh, and then Friday we'd play. And then after the game, we'd, 
usually just do a team cool down, uh, either ride the bike or stretch or do some core. And then Saturday, it's really dependent on one to eat. Um, so, and then Sunday we'd have game and then Monday would be off. So, uh, a lot of it is similar. Uh, just, it just depends on the schedule, obviously. So I guess it's pretty similar when you get to pro, uh, especially when you, I mean, when you're talking about the NHL, the NHL plays any night of the week and you play mostly either, either every other day or. You know, you have two days between games. So at that level, it's mostly about maintenance and and kind of keeping your body functioning properly. Anytime you can, you have two days between games, you definitely want to mix in some light strength work, uh, just a little bit. The guys will do something um, in between because there typically isn't that much opportunity to do that kind of stuff at that level. Uh, it's very rare that you see a team go like four or five days without a game. Uh, so it's it's definitely more challenging at the NHL level to do some of this training stuff that you know we're talking about. But at the same time, they are definitely doing it. They're just doing a little bit less, and you know those guys are most of them ha- are pretty high functioning athletes uh, because. You know, they've been doing this for a long time as well. So they typically know their bodies well and they know when to push it and they know when to keep it, um, you know, scaled back. But uh, when you talk about the AHL or any other league, really, because most other leagues will play from Thursday to Sunday, uh, the schedule is kind of the same. Like usually it's Monday off, right? Like Mondays would be like an off day. Tuesday would be a strength and then cardio session day. Wednesday would be more of like a cool down, maybe core. Maybe there's a yoga session after. Uh, Thursday will be a quick uh, dynamic movement day, full body, uh, and maybe some foot speed stuff. And then you're getting ready for the games. Um, I don't know. That's been my take on it from throughout my career that's just been generally how it's how what I remember of like all going back all those years of what we've done for the most part over that that time what about you no I, I think that's a, the the same sentiments it, it definitely will depend on the week I think if there's you know a couple games over the course of the the weekdays you know I think you, you have to just time things properly if that means you know getting a a quick uh, 10 or 15 minute circuit in even after a game, potentially I've, I've been known to do that. I've seen, you know, lots of guys do that, um, you know, after a game or that's or actually late. my favorite time to train yeah. because I'm, I'm, my whole body's warm and I can, it's just easy to do it after. Yeah. once you just know, that you're, you know, the game is over, you know, once you just get through your workout, you can go home and rest for the night. That's a pretty, pretty good feeling, uh, especially after a win. It's, I know it's a lot, a lot easier to work out when the morale is a lot higher. Mm-hmm. So, or on the contrary, you know, you might lose a, a tough one and, and feel like you have to just kind of work some stuff out. Work it, it out. <laughs> it's more therapeutic than anything at that point. But I think definitely, definitely it will depend on the week. And, you know, it's just about timing and, you know, that you have to talk, you have to consult with your, your athletic training staff and, and you know, I have to listen to your body first and foremost, and decide what you want out of that week and what your days leading up to the week after look like. How how are you going to time your workouts to to make sure that your time in the gym is valuable, and you're also not leaning yourself away from doing things the way you want to do them. For sure, and I I think you know, listening to you speak there, you know, it got me thinking. Um, I think what a lot of athletes need to, or maybe they're doing it and maybe they're not. I mean, they need to just consider uh, their emotional levels too when they're talking about like whether they want to train. Um, you know, if you're feeling if you're feeling good and you're feeling happy and everything's great and peachy, and that's a good time to 
to train because you're you're going to get a lot more out of it. If you're feeling generally disinterested and there's a lot of you know monotony going on, that's a if you feel like that any particular day, that's a good day that you should just take it take it easy and scale it back and say, listen, okay, I feel my body telling me something. Listen to your body because no one knows you better than than you. No trainer, no therapist, no anybody knows you better than you. So listen to yourself. It the problem comes when athletes don't draw that line and they just think that they want to, you know, oh I'm not going to do it today, oh I'm not going to do it tomorrow, and then it it becomes less of listening to your body and it becomes more of uh, uh, they're feeling lazy type thing. So uh, it's important to know what you want to get out of it and how hard you're willing to work at it. Um, so that's just one thing that we need to consider for sure. That's just self-awareness, I think. Yeah. I think I've seen from time to time guys get a little bit complacent as well, where, you know, maybe at the start of the year or when they're having, you know, a little bit less success, they'll, they'll work hard to get themselves out of that slump. And then once they're in the clear, once they feel like they're, they're performing and executing a high level, they, they sort of taper off and forget what gets them, you know, executing at high levels and they maybe take their foot off the gas and that leads them to a lot more inconsistency than anything. If you want to maintain your consistent effort and to, and, you know, increase your chances of success, you need to be doing the same things that make you feel good over and over again, week after week. Correct. That'll get you to perform the best in the games. And that's what we're ultimately here to do is to perform best in the game so yeah um yeah that's just that's just a little bit about uh in-season training uh, i don't know i think we touched on a lot of you know what we wanted to cover today uh yeah. we got a little bit into the specifics um you know there's there's definitely more to be explored and more to be said about this and you know we could definitely dive deeper into exactly what the training looks like and you know, from each day, like what specific exercise we're doing. Um, but today we just wanted to put that information out there of, you know, this is what generally it looks like from the point of view of an athlete uh, in season. And this is generally what we're doing. Um, of course, you need to definitely tailor your program to you because that's how you're going to get the best results. Uh, I think that in you know in anything when you, you always need to tailor things to to your specifications so that you can get the best out of it for you and you know fitness is going to mean something different to each and every guy for sure each and every girl for sure but it's it's important to know that when you're talking about fitness it's important now and people need to do it and i think for the most part i mean yeah you you can't play professional or any kind of hockey anymore without training i think that's just you know part of the game now and it's not it's not going anywhere anytime soon so we're all learning and we're all trying to get better at it uh the main thing i will say is that it's important to plan it's important to know who you're working with. It's important to know who the plan is coming from. And it's important to listen to yourself first and foremost uh, to make sure that you're self-aware of what's going on with your body and to know the goals that you want to achieve. Yeah, I mean, you think I would say the same. You put those – you plan the work and then you work the plan. And, you know, you build your own momentum up by – achieving those small victories day after day, week after week, month after month. And then before you know it, you're, you're sustaining your peak, which is really all any athlete is trying to do. So yeah, well said. Yeah. So, well guys, I think that, I think Dan, do you want to add anything to, before we, before you wrap this up, or is there anything that you want to no, chat about or, any New Year's resolutions no, think... that you want to say? Like now, I know I know everyone's getting into the fitness kick now, and it's the new year. But uh, when 
Yeah, January is January is a big month for for fitness resolutions for sure. Um, you know, a lot of my resolutions this year have almost nothing to do with fitness. I mean, a few of them do, but you know, the the important ones are more of a lifestyle change and a you know a mindset driven change. So, but you know, I think you touched on it. There's there's definitely a lot to be said on this topic. I'm sure we could go on and on for hours and hours and and you know consult with with the experts and the masterminds that are creating these off-season and in-season programs um but there's there's always something to to be learned and there's always uh, an avenue to to channel these lessons into and so we're just you know constantly looking for the the next uh the next opportunity to to showcase how hard we've been working and and uh how consistent we want to be well said. And I think that that's for sure true. Everyone's trying to showcase themselves well and they're looking for any advantage over the next person. And I think that's great because it pushes all of us to be better and to perform more optimally for sure. So, Definitely. well, guys, that's, uh, that's it for today's episode. Uh, if you like today's episode and you think that we provided you with some good information, please share it with a friend or leave us a rating or a review on iTunes. That would be greatly appreciated because it will help others see it and it will help us just get this information to more people that need to see it. Um, if you didn't like it, well then, hey, that's cool too. We know that we're not going to be... Um, we're not going to be the choice for everybody and that's okay. Uh, I think that that's something that we understand because the biggest thing that we are trying to push is mindset and self-awareness. So if you're self-aware enough to know that this isn't for you, then that's okay. Uh, but if this is for you and you like what we're doing and you want to share it with someone, then that's awesome as well. So uh, thanks for listening again today, guys. And uh, we'll, uh, we'll chat again next time. Yep, sounds good. We'll talk okay, to you later. Thanks, Dan, for joining us again today. Yeah, thank All you. All right, guys. Talk to you later.